I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show that we haven't got a name for yet. But, you know, you found it, so you know the name of it, so you know it more than us. Anyway, I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And you might know us from our other podcast, uh, Sneaky Dragon. Uh, you might know us from uh, Totally Tintin, Completely Beatles, um, Simply Shakespeare. Did you remember uh, full, did you say full marks? Lots of Little Lotta. All, all many other uh, podcasts where we've gone over different different subjects uh what we often do on our show is we talk about movies and uh we can't spoil the movies and feel like jerks if we do so we're doing a podcast just so we can be jerks and spoil the movie and talk about it more thoroughly so the movie we're going to be talking about today is captain marvel are you down with that dave sure all right there we go so uh dave you said you wrote down a little bit of information is I did write true? down a little bit of information. What's this information you've got? Let's start off Let's start off with the facts and then uh, do a hard <laughs> turn into opinions. And I know what you're saying. Two guys talking about movies. It's about damn time. It's about damn time for this kind of show. Thank goodness. And you know what? You're welcome, Internet. And it's interesting that no one's happier about this idea than Brie Larson herself, the star of Captain Marvel. Mm. Uh, this is, of course, a 2019 film directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, mm-hmm. starring Brie Larson. Starring SML Jackson, Jude Law, Annette Benning, and let's say Ben Mendelssohn. We can name more, but let's let's stop there. Okay. And, and a CGI cat. And it's uh, sometimes real and sometimes CGI cat. Right. Yes. Very good. Who I don't know. Because actually the cat did get its names in the credit. There was three different cats that were used for the cat in the film. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a lot of cats for this kind of thing or not a lot of cats. There used to be a TV show in Canada uh, called The Littlest Hobo based on a British show of the same name. And they t- it took five dogs for them to do that. But they had no CGI dogs helping them out. That's true. So each one of the dogs had a special skill. Like okay. one dog liked people. One dog was a stunt dog. Uh, one dog could cook, I think. I'm not sure. One uh, dog acted as, as an agent for the other dog. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's this contract look? Rough. It was that kind of thing. Anyway, and if you don't like that joke, then you might want to just <laughs> stop listening. Uh, but you were saying that uh, Bree said something about uh, uh, the reviewers for the these type of movies not necessarily reflecting uh, either the audiences or the casts or mm-hmm. what have you. So, yeah. and uh, and uh, there was a little internet heat about that. Sure. I think mostly because she used the word dudes more than once. <laughs> I think that was people's. Most people felt that like it was just too much, too many use, too many too uses of the word cowboyism. Too much use of the word dudes, and people were like, "Hey, I know how to ride horses. I don't. I'm not a dude." Oh, is that what a, a dude is? Is someone who cannot ride a horse? Yeah, that's why it's a dude ranch. Is that right? Yeah, Dave knows his way around a horse. <laughs> Backwards so that's, and forwards. Uh, that's a fact. There. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me for the coughing. I apologize for our first show that I've got a cough. <laughs> I will hopefully get better over time. Um, so, uh, so what do you think about that? You got any issues with that? That she's going like it's all dudes reviewing these these movies? I think she could have said it in a friendlier way, but I don't. Think would it she's have got wrong. as much attention? It seems like well, not a friendly statement. It seems like the kind of statement that makes you go, "Hey, wake up! This is this is uh, bullshit." By the way, we swear on this podcast. Do we swear? <laughs> we do. Uh, this is uh, this bullshit. Um, uh, knock it off. Wake up. Uh, you know, to say it in a friendly way. I don't know if it's necessary. It's a it's a fair point. 
It is a fair point. Yeah. But, I mean, you can make it quite quickly and and succinctly, mm-hmm. and then people don't get all their, their shirts in a knot. But part of it, I think, is it's good to get Not your shirts. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's sometimes good to get your shirts in a knot and go like, it's oh, yeah, whatever. wait a second. Oh, yeah. wait a second. Oh, wait, wait a second. And there and there you are. Um, I, don't think, like, I don't think she's wrong. I think it w- it's nice to have lots of different voices talking about something. Mm-hmm. Lots of different viewpoints bringing in different p- points of view. That's a weird way to say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm but glad it's not all being reviewed by Rex Reed. Uh, who doesn't yes. uh, watch the movie and just uh, makes it up? Well, it's so hard to watch a movie because he keeps hitting the gong during the film. So, because oh, he used to be on the Gong Show, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Oh man, this is saying Rex Reed was an old reference, but I just made it even older. Yeah, you did. Well played. <laughs> well played. Uh, well, let's just get into the the basics of it, and we can sure. uh, then dissect a little more. Sure. Uh, generally, generally, how I felt about the film was uh, I went into it with uh, quite high expectations. Uh, and went in and it started uh, too slow uh, for me, surprisingly slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, very touching uh, Stanley tribute off the top, which that was, was very, nice. very sweet. It's nice sure. that there's room to do a little sweet gesture mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just started started slow, uh, picked up steam, and I thought it stuck the landing. Uh, I felt very similar to the Lego movie, which I saw recently, the Le- Lego okay. sequel, where, okay. again, it's it started remarkably slow, where it's like, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvel movies don't normally start slow. They usually start quite strong and established tone yeah and this one just seemed a little too generic it almost felt to me like i was watching a television version of a marvel film Mm -hmm. almost like an agents of shield or something it seemed to be about that level of cgi and that level of care was being given Mm -hmm. um but then i did think it it did uh it kind of nailed it at the end and the audience i was with especially the children that were in the audience were like going nuts they really enjoyed it so it so it so it really hit it for them now my my two big questions on that before we dissect, dissect, and yeah. of course I want to hear what you have to say, is were they shooting for a 90s style? Because if they were shooting for a 90s style, that is a slower, that is a slower movie, and it is kind of, a, like I could see it almost being a, almost a Thelma and Louise type pacing, like getting in the car, driving for long distances, mm-hmm. stopping at diners. Okay. They did all a whole bunch of 90s stuff, and I'm like, is this, if, if they were doing it, on purpose, I don't know, maybe I cut a bit more more slack for that, or if they were trying to get it to be more in tone with the earlier Marvel movies, like an Iron Man, which do start slower, considerably slower, but then we've picked up the pace to the point where you're in Guardians of the Galaxy and everything's starting off with a giant musical number with a giant squid. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd be kind of curious to know what intention was, but I did find it it started a bit too slow for me. Yeah, was the was the t- was the um, kind of mixing up the timing times of things in it was that like a was that a pulp fiction thing <laughs> they're trying to do maybe that was their 90s reference there was a there was a tribute to pulp fiction in there for sure there was one where like uh uh one of the aliens is like sipping on a drink in the same style mm. as samuel l jackson from pulp fiction yeah i didn't even think about the connection to pulp fiction mixing up times but you know I've, that was a 90s convention for sure okay well for me i i don't know if i went in with high expectations because you know it's a marvel um it's a Marvel movie with a, it's an origin movie, and those are mm-hmm. so those are so hard to do. I think mm-hmm. to make them entertaining, that I, I think you could name the, the you could name the good Marvel origin films on one finger, and that would be Iron Man. And I think the rest of them were okay. I think Captain America was so so. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther suffered from the fact that its character had a, a character arc in the, in the movie before it, so it was kind of so so. 
Um, yeah, it's just all those movies have always struck me as kind of they're okay. They just never seem to be able to the Thor, the first Thor film, they just seem to know what to do with his, the character, you know, and they kind of it was okay, right? You know, it's just uh, all and those... the DC films suffer from this as well. I, I find too, and like how many times yeah. can you watch Batman? go through his nonsense yeah like, yeah all right and that's where the spider-man homecoming felt so fresh because they didn't bother with all that yeah. they just went in and just let just you know made a natural assumption that almost everyone on earth knows the origins of spider-man by this point and we don't need to belabor it anymore and that's that was felt refreshing and i felt to me the biggest problem with this film w- was the fact that they did the time the you know started the film in the in the middle of the story rather than start at the beginning and i felt like it was it disconnected us from the character mm-hmm. so we didn't really so it, that's made it felt feel slow because there's these things happening we're kind of dumped into the middle of a story in a place we didn't know with things happening that we didn't know what was happening and so we had no absolutely no connection to anything that was happening in that whole opening of the movie that we don't know who the kree are right we don't know what their culture is we don't know we don't know why people, what the mission people are going on, why, what her role is. We don't, is she a soldier? Is she a, what is she? Like, we just, we don't know anything that's yeah. happening. Like, they do a weird kind of thing where she and Jude Law are riding on a, on a, like a subway together talking. And I felt like that was just there so that later on in the movie, when she rides on a subway, we understand, oh, it's the same for her. She's not confused by what this is. Well, what I liked about that part was it was one of the few things that shows you what it's like to be on the Cree world. It's like, they've got a subway. Sure. And it's like, all right, well, let's see that. Because to me, and again, this is where we go like, hey, you know what I'd do? Um, <laughs> it's like, since we're going to see Earth later, let's see the, pa- and you're going to parallel things like the subway. Where do you eat? What do you do? They didn't how show do you, that though. How they? do you get around? Yeah. What's it like to be a Cree? You know, and and then so when we're when we see her on Earth, we'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a real fish out of water. Yeah. But it seems like as soon as she goes to Earth, she knows how everything works. There's no moment yeah, where she's like, this is confusing to me as an alien. Yeah. It's just like, yep, got it. And you go like, oh, is that because she's remembering things? Mm. And they never really even no, have it that. Doesn't, it, no problem at all going to another world and going, yeah. hmm. And also seems to, uh, you know, really be into like bossing people around in a way that like, so there's no prime directive for the Cree. You just go to another world, just go, hey, aliens are real. We need help. Anyway, this is how it goes. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start joking with you now. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, all right. F- fair, fair enough. But I thought, yeah, we could have used a lot more parallels with the Cree world and which would then pay off later on when we find out more about the Skrulls. You know, yeah. since because we didn't understand the, the relationship between the Kree and the Skrull, there wasn't it wasn't explained at all. So, so in the film, the film opens with her having a dream that references her past, which is always a rough way to start. Really rough, because especially when there's absolutely no connection to her. Like, let's take a movie, another movie that started with a kind of flashback dream sequence recently, which was Mission Impossible Followed. Okay, opens with Tom Cruise having a dream where he's marrying remarrying his ex-wife right and then there is this sort of nuclear explosion and and this this you know and everything's destroyed so we but we know who he is we know who she is and we know who the person marrying them is right and so we kind of understand the triangle of the the motions of this of the scene but in this sequence we're just seeing things that are unrelated to us to her to whatever's happening and then it goes into a scene that where it doesn't explain, it doesn't give any kind of context to her dreams. 
It's her fighting Jude Law. And we don't really understand the point of his character in the film. I think he does an okay job as in his character. And mm-hmm. spoilers, he is the villain. But the problem is, is that, you know, if you're going to put him that way, then there should be more of an emotional connection between him and her. Right. Whereas he just seems to be her boss. And he has no real stake in her at all. Like, right. No... I don't know if at any point, like, he saves her life or she saves his life. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. Yeah. But that's usually the shortcut that they do is, like, we are soldiers. We're working together. We've yeah. got a bond. Yeah. And, yeah, they just... They don't even they, they don't even say that at the beginning of it. Like, we don't... They're fighting together. But is it, like, an exercise club? Is it something they do is for 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 is leisure? It, th- it's, it seems like it's... Is it's, it their job? It seems like it's therapy. Like yeah. she, he's trying to help her through something mm-hmm. that we don't understand, but of course mm-hmm. she's had her nightmares. Yeah. So all right, fair enough. It just well, with that start, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen someone having nightmares and like waking up and all of the stress. Yeah. And now I'm gonna uh, do uh, physical work to work through my stress, and like yeah. Captain America did it. It's just like it's just something you do. Okay, now we're there, and I'm just kept waiting for. Show me the new thing that makes me go. This is the unique thing about this film. Show it to me. What is it? Yeah. And we and we boy, we take a long time. And this is the problem with the not with the nonlinear structure is that we know what she doesn't know, and so there's no suspense for the audience because we're your suspense isn't will she find out who she is? Well, they kind of know that because it's Captain Marvel. So yeah. So we saw the poster. Yeah. Spoiled. That's right. So a better if you did it in a linear way, if you opened with her as a you know as a fighter pilot going through her or you know going through her early life you see her struggles yeah. to be you know to to succeed to get where she is to have I, I won't give you my whole i have a whole a different kind of plot idea of how i think the movie should go but we'll talk about that in a bit but have her then have you know where she's caught in the explosion and then it gives she, her her powers give, but yes but we don't know that we just see she's in the explosion yeah. then she's in the Cree world and she's living in a in a construct like they've pretend they pretend that she's not who she actually is. So we know who she actually is. Right. So then there's actual suspense because we're then we're like, well, is she going to discover the reality of who she is and somehow escape the situation? So we realize that these people are, are using her mm-hmm. and you know sort of harnessed her power for their benefit and are keeping her you know in their control. Or basically, she's just an unwitting slave to the to the Cree. Mm-hmm. Then there's conflict for us. Then there's some stakes for the audience watching it, because then we're like, oh, she, you know, what's going to happen? Like, you know, we want her to escape this, but you know, she's she's like has this emotional connection to Jude Law's character. Then because he saved her, you know, she was, you know, and she doesn't remember, but you know, she was in a big explosion that gave her these powers, and blah blah blah. You know, so then then there's this kind of built-in sense of of connection between them and the fact that he's kind of got her under his thumb. Then that makes more sense to me as a movie. The problem with the way they did it is that is that as the audience, we have no there's nothing for us to not know. There's nothing for us that we never we're never right. at a loss in the film. And when you have a move like in a movie, you want you want to be discovering things with the character. You don't want to know what the character doesn't know. That's really weird. And it's it's a very and because uh if you're a fan of the previous movies, uh Iron Man, his deal is he thought he was um a weapon supplier yeah. that was uh, bringing good into the world while making a big profit and being yeah, sure. very self-involved, then finds out, oh, no, my stuff is hurting people, hurting innocents. I've got to knock this off. i got to put a stop to this. That's his yeah. thing. What I believed was wrong, the flip was true. Yeah. Captain America 
Uh, not in the first film, because he's basically fighting a various Nazis. But in the second film, uh, he finds out, oh, the government agency that I'm, it's corrupt. It's mm-hmm. corrupt from the inside. It's Hydra. Oh, I, what I believed was, was false. I've got to rebel against that. Here we go. And you got to rebel against it. Thor. Thor is like, all right, we're fighting the frost giants. We're fighting all these things. And as things progress with him, you know, a little less so, but like, this is all nonsense and none of this matters. And, you know, his father, he finds out, like, in the second film was basically a bigot towards humans and, Oh, this, that, and the other. Yeah, so it's like every, it's always what you believe was wrong. And now you're going to have to fight against the thing you believe. So this is what it is all the time with these, with these heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with, uh, same with Black Panther. His whole journey was even having to go and tell his ghost dad what we believed was wrong. Everything <laughs> we were doing was wrong. Yeah. We've got to flip it around because we're hurting people with what we think is right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you think this is going to happen. So it's not a surprise. So the big flippity do is like, <laughs> Yeah, we know. Yeah. That's the only thing you do. Yeah. It's never a linear, yeah, we're going to fight evil. You fought evil. Hooray, you fought mm-hmm. evil. It's like, no, the evil that you fought wasn't evil. They thought, fought you've got to allow. Adjust yeah, yeah. your values. And 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 I thought that was the one thing that especially worked for me was was going, oh, it's nice that they didn't spoil that in any of the in any of the trailers. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're like, oh, it's the enemy from from with uh, without that's attacking and they're infiltrating and they could be among you. And that seemed like a weird message to have in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was no, no, they're refugees. You're being you're being lied to about them being a threat. They just want to survive. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and that I thought like, oh, that's good. That was a that was a that was a good angle. And then she's got to you know, rebel against, I mean, this is the thing that makes a hero is not rebelling against the, the obvious villain, yeah. but rebelling against your friends mm-hmm. when they're doing something wrong. That's the super difficult thing to yeah. do. That's why, um, it would have actually, I would, it would have actually been more interesting in Captain America Winter Soldier if Steve Rogers had rebelled against S.H.I.E.L.D. Because there's that great sequence when they're showing, when, when, uh, Samuel Jackson or Nick Fury is showing him all the gunships mm-hmm. and he's like, that's not freedom, that's fear. Yeah. And I was rewatching the movie a little while ago, and I thought that that's actually a better plot. There is instead of the Hydra stuff, like Shield is the the villain, mm-hmm. you know, and then you could do the Civil War stuff through that rather than through the kind of more silly uh, way they did it in the in the Civil War. But I thought that would be because that's in a way more interesting is him battling what what he trusted, you know? Yeah, and you, you know what you need is he needed on the Cree world. To see, like, when they're getting onto the subway, there's some sort of security measures or mm-hmm. whatever, because there's been scrawl terrorism. Yeah. Or something like everyone's yeah, living in fear. Right. You know, yes. of like something that's going around. You see, like, there's a building that's been taken down and it was, it was taken down by the scrolls and you see the impact of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the reveal, you go, like, yeah, we were just like fighting back. We're trying our best. And like, we, and we didn't even do that one. And we didn't do that or one be, or something. Or it could be fake. I mean, the, and yeah. He does say he's got blood on his hands. The scroll, the scroll doesn't go like, listen, mm-hmm. we're the innocents. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like, listen, I've got blood on my hands. I've, yeah. I've, I've been fighting, mm-hmm. you know, but what we want is we want peace and we want just a place to, uh, place to live. And so, yeah. The one, the one mistake the movie made there with with the scroll with Ben Mendelsohn as the scroll was was you knew he was good because he didn't have a British accent like so you knew oh he's not a villain he uh, has an Australian accent so he's a good guy okay because that's the sign there's never of a, an Australian uh, no no that's the sign of a, of a villain is in a in a movie is he has a British accent true but he had an Australian accent so you're like mm, I especially think this guy's in okay. space yeah. yeah yeah I think this guy's okay yeah. 
Yeah, I always felt like one step ahead and one step behind. I felt one step ahead because I know she's going to turn to a hero. Yeah. I felt one step behind because I was always wondering why she's so comfortable with everything. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. once she mm-hmm. once she meets Samuel L. Jackson, they both like immediately adjust to each other so fast, you know. And they have uh, a scene at a diner where she uh, gives him, you know, the kind of Blade Runner test, you know, and she's asking all these, like, personal questions about his past, but she doesn't know him. Yeah. First of all, she doesn't know him and doesn't know Earth. Yeah. She doesn't know anything about, like, how he's lived. You know, she's known nothing, and yet, you know, it's like, okay, I'm getting... And, like, if it was, there was something about, like, she'd see him, like, look up, or he, he he was just lying or something. Like, there was some sort of way she knows what a lie is, because yeah. then we can use that later on. But it was just like, no, she's just going, yeah, your story checks out. How do you know his story checks out? <laughs> and then when he asks her, you know, prove you're not a Skrull, and she, destro- she destroys a jukebox, yeah. which is just like, okay, look, I get that it's, like badassery but you just destroyed a jukebox yeah it's just dumb you just destroyed like someone's property is anyone getting paid for that mm-hmm. that's a dick move what are you doing yeah don't you, be a don't be a jerk about it you've just hit the the other problem with the film to me was that her character was undefined so you didn't know what was she like a serious badass or was she a snarky joker or was she like it was it was never clear and i feel yeah. like her character was rewritten so they wrote her as kind of a serious Captain America kind of a character, uh-huh. very, very serious, very driven, you know, driven to do what's right. And they thought, you know what, we need in this movie more jokes. And it's kind of the it's kind of the opposite of Ant Man, where they got rid of Edgar Wright because they felt like he was being too jokey. Right. And now they've gone. The pendulum has swung through Guardians of the Galaxy so far in the other direction now that the idea of doing a serious film is anathema and we have to have more jokes in it because we don't want the audience to to not be laughing every minute or so now she in that in that uh, bar and the example of that is that oh. dumb jukebox scene okay but let me ask you this about that now am i remembering right is that before that scene happens does she walk into the bar and have little flashbacks including one where she's dancing with her friends to music yeah yeah or is she karaoke she's doing something but she's yeah enjoying she has it. some flashbacks to to Okay. Her previous experience. So if there's the a bit of her inside that goes, man, I remember like dancing to music yeah. here. It was great. Would she be the person to smash, <laughs> smash the jukebox? The jukebox yeah. Like, wouldn't it make much, much, much more sense? Yeah. And again, it's a little bit magic-y. But like, have her do something where like, she like, you know, uses a, like a charge or something to the jukebox that turns it on. And like, it starts playing a song but, but or something. Like, But none of it makes sense. Because the whole purpose of that scene is, how do I know who you are? Mm-hmm. And then for her to like blow up a jukebox or magically make it work, it's meaningless because what does that prove? It doesn't prove that she is who she says she yeah, is. Yeah, he even says that. He doesn't know. Like, and she says, Skrull can't do that. Skrull can't do that. But either can Cree. Cree can't blow up stuff with her hands. Only she can do that. She's the only yeah, person in the universe. Yeah, that is a good point that that doesn't make any sense. That can do that. So what is that proving? It doesn't prove anything. It just proves that she can blow up a jukebox. And oh well, okay. You can steal motorcycles and and. And you can blow up jukeboxes. Yeah, you can like, wreck a you can wreck a jukebox. Yeah, like like the and so yeah the 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 movie really misses a misses the boat with with not having any fish out of water stuff at all in the film. Like okay, maybe it's old hat now that you've done it with Thor. I don't know. I don't think you should run her over every two minutes. Although mm-hmm. I, I love it in Thor when that happens, but I do think that she needs to be confused about where she is. It would be you know like. And the and the problem, of course, then is that her character is so is so up and down, like what what she is. So, 
sometimes she's joking and it doesn't always, it doesn't really work very well because right. she shouldn't be the jokey character. Samuel L. Jackson is the jokey foil right. to her serious superhero. That's how it should work. You need you need one character who's kind of a light character, mm-hmm. and then you need the serious character. But you can't have the guy be the Joker and have the woman be the straight character in this kind of movie where the woman is the lead. That's the problem. So what do you, you don't, do? You don't think you can have her as a serious character? No, you can't have her just be the serious character oh. with the, with 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 Samuel L. Jackson scoring all the gags be, because you know uh, it, it it takes away from takes away from her. Then she's just the stiff. But I don't think. Okay, but I don't think that the gag should be him making quips and stuff like that. I think the gag should be her misunderstanding the world that she's That's in. That's the standard alien bit. And yeah. I think that would be and I think the fact that she's a sort of driven character, even as someone who doesn't know her past, she still, you know, needs to prove herself, you know. Mm-hmm. And she should be showing and the other problem with not having any fish out of water stuff is it leaves you not with her able to remember stuff so that she would remember something from her past, bring it up. And the people, how would you know that? And like, I don't know. And like, okay, now that's a clue to yeah. where we're going. But like, and both her and Samuel and Samuel Jackson are both doing the same type of humor. This is yeah. the other problem. It's yeah. like, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, it doesn't necessarily have to be straight person, funny person, yeah. but different beats. And that's what they do well in a movie like the Avengers, where you've got Captain America and Thor and, you know, all, and, and Iron Man, and they are all doing, bits there's bits but there are I don't different. think Captain America does bits so much his bits are based yeah in, he's more of the straight man he's more of the straight man but it, and there are funny things that he does but they're just funny because context is the fun okay is funny. let's go this let me go let me go Avengers Endgame where you got a Doctor Strange you got a Spider-Man and you got an Iron Man mm-hmm. and you got the three of them in a place yeah. those are all jokesters all three of them are jokesters okay. but they all when they're joking they're joking in their own style yeah and it, it bounces around and it's a tricky thing to do but you can do it mm-hmm. and and they both in this case need to what makes Captain Marvel laugh she's a military person yeah what makes a military person laugh as opposed to a spy mm-hmm. he's a spy She's military. Yeah. Like he has been in the military, but that's not his that's not his thing. The thing to remember with Fury though is this is his first experience with 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 alien life. Like we're used to him in the future where he where yeah. all the superhero stuff is just old news to him by this point. Right. His character should be like more freaked out by what's going on and more and I can understand like it works that he's skeptical and I think they should play that like longer more mm-hmm. that he doesn't buy in, you know. Both him and, and Coulson really take it easy, like take it easy to see like a, a blast come from someone's hand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like mm, yep, yeah, that's okay, the way it is. A, and then, and then, yeah, there's this weird kind of tonal things that don't work for her character, like the sequence where he does he um, removes the fingerprint from his badge and uses it to to activate the sensor to get them out of the out of the room they're they're trapped in in, in the in the lab they go to, and then she says, "Oh, I could have just blasted the doors open." Oh, she does. Yeah, she, he he. She does it on a oh, second door. Yeah, that's right. And he goes, "You could have done that the whole time." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, but why would you want to? Why would you want to like destroy yeah. your?" That seems to be like really calling yeah. everybody in. If yeah. you can do it the stealth way, makes sense. It's I better. mean, it's a nice joke, but it just yeah, it just feels kind of weird. Like, and quite frankly, can't she just push the door? Like she seems like strong. <laughs> She's also strong. Yes. Yeah. Why is this door? Why is this in any way a problem? Yeah. Go through the roof. Like there's 97 <laughs> different ways of getting out of this thing when yeah. you're Captain Marvel. It just, yeah, it's, uh, there's some issues. Uh, and just to go to the very end of the film, I felt like when she does become like full on Captain Marvel, then she was too powerful. You know, she's just like flying through spaceships and smashing them up. Mm-hmm. And it's felt like, well, there's no, there's no effort for her now and there's no risk for her now. Mm. There's absolutely no, there's no stakes again. Like we have, we're out of stakes. We're just back to, 
whatever you don't have when you have steaks. We're back to carrots. Mm -hmm. It's just her flying around, smashing into things, and nothing can stop her. So what are what are we worried about? We're just going to watch this happen now, I guess? Okay, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Computer stuff's going on. Some people spent some time animating this. Mm -hmm. I guess we can respect it. But it, I can't enjoy it because it's just, it is what it is. It's nothing going on. Like, I feel like in the movie, if, if, okay, so she has uh, her, her friend, the black fighter pilot friend, Lashana Lynch, mm -hmm. the actress, uh, and so I don't know the character's name, sorry, but yeah, I want I, I remember her uh, daughter's name is Monica, but I'm not sure what her name is. It's another M name. I'll look it up. Okay, so talk and I will tell you. So I feel like we should see their struggles to, together as Maria. Maria. So they're Rambo. Because we make that we make that um, we make a connection with like their the kids together. Uh -huh. And, you know, and it's through, um, uh, th through, uh, Captain Marvel, whose real name is Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. So she, so, or theirs, theirs, if you go with her Cree name. Yeah. Uh, she, Carol and, and Maria are going through, you know, these struggles together. But I think when they, what I would like it in that film is there's like some sort of scene where, where Carol Danvers one ups the guy who, says in the bar, you know, don't you know it's a cockpit? Mm -hmm. You know, that means you can't fly. Yeah. Like, okay. Thanks. That's weird. But, yeah. uh, so then... Or it's just hitting on her. Yeah, it could be either way. But I think it would be better if, like, in some sort of flight sequence or whatever, she kind of outflies him. And we see that she has more skill than he does. Right. But then Maria outflies her. Yes. And we see that she has more skill than Carol Danvers does. And so Carol is kind of... It kind of you know, sort of ambivalent about that. She doesn't know how she should feel. She's a little jealous, but she, it's her friend. Yeah. So she should be happy, but she's also jealous because she wants to be the best. That's what she's gone through this, all this work for, you mm -hmm. know. Then we have the sequence where Annette Benning, she has to fly Annette Benning's character somewhere. Okay. What would be better there is if Maria should have done it, but she couldn't for some reason. She's sick or something happens that makes it makes her unavailable. And so then Carol has to fly this. So then when the the situation happens where they're attacked, that's something that Maria could have handled because she has the skill, but mm. Carol isn't quite as good. And so she crashes. So it's personal failure. Then we have the attack explosion. Then she's in the Cree world. And so she's back in a situation where she once again is struggling to achieve something, but she's being held back artificially by the thing on her neck, right? That's keeping yeah. her from being who she is. And I feel like the movie would be better if a, a, this idea of failure to success, you know what I mean? Whereas she doesn't really have like much of a, a story arc as a as a character in the film, like just to discover who she is. No, they put they 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 put it all into a montage, which is a successful montage. But if I'm being very honest, I mean, again, it made the audience cheer, and the little girls, especially in the audience, went nuts. But it could have been a commercial before the movie. Yeah, it yeah. really could have. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was like you know, you fall down and you get mm -hmm. up. You fall down, you get up. And where I where I saw that as, you know, it was like um with Captain America where. He's uh, getting beat up and like, I could do this all day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he could do this all day. She has to do this all life. Mm -hmm. Like, this is for her, it's like, this is even worse. Like, as hard as it is to be Captain America, sure. it is so much harder to be a woman doing this. And there you yeah. go. And so that, that was, that was a great montage that was hinted at through the movie, but I don't feel was reflected through the movie no. and saturated in a way. That it would have it it been be. better at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it would have been better if her, she by herself fighting and then joined by maria and then it's the two of them fighting for mm -hmm. for acceptance then it's the two of them going through their their training together so then we get this sense of her life as as a struggle and then suddenly 
she has this horrible failure, and then she's suddenly lost her life. She's this other person in this other yeah. life, you know. And then, as an audience, we are much more, you know, much more um, sympathetic to her character. Like we understand and we want her to to escape from the situation and become herself again, mm-hmm. and also to make up for this mistake that she, you know. So, what is she rebelling against? Like, okay, obviously she's rebelling against, you know, in in. in Do you mean in the Cree world? Yeah, let's go with that. let's go with that. Like, what's what's the what's I mean, it's rebelling against the idea that the Skrulls are evil in the military uh, situation. But it just yeah. feels like, yeah, I just don't. It's, it's she's not she's not rebelling. Like that's the thing. Yeah. She's not. She just finds out some information. She's on a mission and then does yeah. the right thing. But mm-hmm. it's not rebelling against the the, the whole soaking society mm-hmm. of this. Like yeah. to then have to just go. Hey, listen. What you believe is wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, you're 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 living your life soaked in fear, much like you know sure. many of us are doing now. Yeah. That's not it. These are people. These are people. Even though they look different, they are different. There's scary aspects to them. Things have happened in the past. That's like that's a that's a battle to fight. And then what I loved was, um, you know, by the end, it's not I'm going to go fight. I'm going to. It's like these people need a home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help them find a home. Yeah, yeah. Because this is more important. And it's like I'm not going to go punch, punch, punch. Sure. I'm I'm going to go help, help, help. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a real superhero move <laughs> that you don't often see, and not something that I think I would ever see like a DC hero do. You know, because that's all just almost might makes right battle, battle, battle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm all I'm all for that. It just felt, and again, it felt like it got to a place where like yes, but it didn't lead you there. The chapters leading there don't end in that story. And I believe you're probably right that it was like a lot of rewrites, and maybe we need more jokes in the middle. We need more yeah. of this, that, and the other. But yeah, it needed more spectacle up top. Uh, needed more heart in the middle. Even when she meets Maria. It was kind of by the numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. What's unique about Maria? You yeah. know. So this is where I think that my linear idea makes more sense because then you have you have had them have a relationship before they meet each other. So when they come into each meet each other again in the second half mm-hmm. of the movie, and she doesn't know her, then there's an emo- there's some sort of emotional impact to that. Whereas when we see them in the film, when they come, meet up with each other, we haven't seen her before. We haven't seen Maria's character. And so Captain Marvel or uh, uh, Carol Danvers and Maria, when they meet, there's no, we don't have any sense of the audience going, oh, here they are again. Oh, yeah. and then it doesn't, you know, we, or anything like that. We don't have any also, connection to them. Also, if you've seen the trailer, then you've seen all the military scenes for the most part. Okay. Like there's nothing to it, which yeah. is a shame. It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. so she's in the military and she loves to fly. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see that. We don't really be... see her flying. We don't see anything. We don't that grounds her with like mm-hmm. what her uh, you know. We we see her doing karaoke. You know, uh, we're told yeah. that she likes flying. Mm-hmm. It's like we're more told what she is yeah. than see what she is. Mm-hmm. And and th- I think that is just something that we need. We need to see her actually enjoying something, even if something yeah. like if she was in the bar with Samuel L. Jackson and there's like a drink there that she used to drink that mm-hmm. she hasn't drank now in years. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, this, this is good. Or like a packet of uh, chips or something like this, mm-hmm. something. That's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have that need that sensual kind of connection. Uh, yeah, they, they just like say more about who she is than show who she is. Yeah. Which, which the upside to something like that is it does give you a little more room to project yourself onto the character, which maybe if you're a kid, that's 
you can see yourself more in that sure. if we don't give you an overabundance of details. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is a problem sometimes with these kind of movies that they give you too much and then you've got no room at all. Like if you look at something like a Man of Steel, there's no room at all for you to like slip in and go like, ah, that's what it'd be like to be Superman. There's yeah. nothing because it's just all too busy. Go, 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 go. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's part of the fun of a superhero thing is like imagining yourself as the character. And that's also you know, part of the lesson in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, but yeah, they don't really have that as much, you know, uh, in, in a lot of these things. But maybe maybe, maybe that was one of the goals. I would like to know what the goals were here. <laughs> that's funny that you say that because that's absolutely not interesting to me at all to imagine myself as a superhero. Yeah? In fact, I spend most of my time, if people ask me those sort of things, poo-pooing superhero, super, superpowers. Mm-hmm. So. Like, why do you want to fly? It'd be so cold all the time. Fly around wearing a parka. Well, whereas gloves, I think it's Im- balaclava. Whereas I think on. it's important, especially now we're a couple of Canadians uh, doing this. But like, I think like if you're America and you're the superpower, yeah, how you use your power, yeah, is uh, is a really an interesting and important uh, thing. It's just like so you've got all the strength. What does that mean? It means I'm the boss and I can do what I want. Mm, maybe that's not the best. Maybe so, the thing is. How can I help you? What can I do? And sure. that, to me, is like the the angle that's kind of interesting that, in a that's superhero. That's the best superpower, the power of listening. Ah. There you are. That's right. That's why that TV show, The Listener, is still on the air. It is not. I don't even know what that is. On, no. It's a show. <laughs> Guy did a lot of listening. Uh, and here's, here's just another little thing was, you know, they did these cameos of like, you, ha- you saw Coulson. Yeah. From, you know, who was in uh, all of the lead up movies. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. And and they don't really do anything with him. You're, like, you're expecting, like, so what's the bond it's that, just, that it, Nick Fury and him yeah, have? Yeah. You know, well, well, what's the difference between the two of them when they see an alien? Sure. It's, it's just like, brand recognition. It's just, yeah, they both react in the same way, which is cool. Just like, you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah we're all cool about it. Yeah. That's fine. It's like, uh, well, what's the, what's this about? And then they, then they, you, you see like Rome. And the accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy, and also this other guy who's like uh, his name was Korath, like you'd know that. But he was another guy who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And you're like, well, what's the what's the point of this? With the exception of maybe it's a little bit of a thing of like, oh, they're probably bad guys because they're, you know, this guy's probably a bad guy because they're talking to Ronan. So maybe. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is a clue. But it, Ronan in the movie seems like. Like when you see him in Guardians of the Galaxy, he seems like a crazy person. He's a religious zealot. Yeah, and he and this movie, he seems like a just a guy. Like he should be filling out forms in triplicate or something. Yeah, he's something just like there. That. Like, yeah. well, what's the difference between him now? Yeah, and what made him a religious zealot? Yeah, like you could you could see something like okay, here's here's again where this could work mm-hmm. is. You know, uh, so the Cree believe this this stuff, and you know, having a good enemy is good if you're like a zealot. You know, that's fantastic. So, like, so uh, they Ms. not Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel proves that the the scrolls aren't uh, all that bad, and things start changing on the Cree world. Yeah. Well, now the really hardliners like this guy ha- are are kind of like he loses his power, or, or and then you know has to be more extreme or whatever. Yeah, sets him on his path. There's a lot of ways you can go with this. Yeah. But none of it happens. He's just that weird Star Wars hologram that's just like, you know, how's it going? Pretty good. Okay, good luck with it. All right. See you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Just more brand recognition. And it doesn't it's not doesn't push a story forward, doesn't right. have anything. It's just 
there. And yeah, it you get a little something. Goes. You get a little something with the Korath guy, where someone you know says something about his looks, and then someone else goes like, "No, you're a very handsome man," and he's like, "Oh, I like I like that." But when we see him in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's got like this computers attached to him. It's like so he's been through some sort of accident. I'm expecting we're going to see that accident in this movie. Nope. It's like, that's going to happen another time. What? There's another damn Korath adventure that I need to see before I see the guy who said, who? Like that guy? Do I need more backstory on him? This character we saw once. Yeah. The other thing that we haven't really touched on is the fact that on the Kree world, they basically live under the thumb of Big Brother in the form of of an artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. that, you know, obviously controls them in some way through through a kind of... uh, an interesting idea that it appears as someone that someone that you admire or someone that you're in some weird way that right. I can't remember exactly how it Which works. Which really reminded me of Jodie Foster in Contact. Okay, I have not seen Contact. Okay, well, so. Contact, all right, a little spoiler for Contact. Uh, she goes to, um, she kind of crosses over into an alien oh, okay. world and the way they communicate with her is uh, her father. So mm, she sees her father see. on a beach. And yeah. that was the other thing was like, it felt like a beach. It felt really like Contact. It was like, all yeah. right. We've been here. This yeah. is what you do. Uh-huh. It's the thing. But then they also do that thing where they say, you know, as contacts a nineties movie. Mm-hmm. If you, if you do see the supreme, you can't see the supreme intelligence in their real force form because oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I can't wait to see that then. Nope. Nope. We're not going to see that. All right. Well, how about the Jude Law character? He's going like, who do you see when you see this uh, force? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing who he sees. Nope. It's like, okay, well, why are you setting any of this nonsense up? You know, you I, say like, this is a crazy space monster, mm-hmm. you know, that looks like Annette Benning. Yeah. Well, show me. Because we can see, cra- as I've seen from Guardians of the Galaxy, you can do crazy space monster. Yeah. Hit me with it. Let's go. Let's, uh, at the end, let's go. Let's see here. Well, what I, yeah, what I don't understand is why they didn't give the artificial intelligence a name like Mother or something like that. So there's posters all over the Kree world that, you know, Mother says, blah, blah, blah. Mother says, watch out for scrolls. Mother says, do this. Mother says, yeah. or whatever. It doesn't mean Mother, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, some sort that's of a name. little bit uh, Jack Kirby, New Gods, a little bit Mother Boxy, okay. Dark Side. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. something, some kind of name for this, this right. organism. So Supreme Intelligence is what they call it, yeah. But... The supreme intelligence—it does not. It's not personal though. Like if you mm. if you are trying to control people, which the supreme intelligence is, then you want to have a connection to them. So you then there's a name that people call you that's an affectionate name that gives you a sense. Like Big Brother, the reason you call Big Brother Big Brother isn't because he's actually your brother. You call Big Brother Big Brother because that government entity wants to have a, a familial influence over you or a, a mm-hmm. fake feeling of connection, so they can control you. And that should be the same here. So it, you know, you're she's. Living in the Kree world, which is controlled by this supreme intelligence. So basically living in a kind of Big Brother-like world. I think they could have really exploited that element in the film. And it would have worked better, and like I say, it would have worked better linearly because then you see that she's trapped in this place that's kind of brainwashing her mm-hmm. into 2 plus 2 equals 5, into this war with... with uh, Oceana or whatever the name, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's the fake, just like in 1984, you know, there's the fake terroristic. And so it's just the government cr- causing terrorist acts in order to create panic so that people are and Keeps more them under control. control. Yeah. That would have been more interesting in this film. So the scroller just aren't even really terrorists. They're just, you know, or they are terrorists, but they're also react, they, they have to react to this fact that they're just an exploited uh, other in order to keep order, order for the, in order for this government authority to continue to rule, you know. Now, let me, uh, sorry. You, no, you no, know, let's. I was going to say, like, uh, now, this is one of those times where uh, I have to ask, 
Did I miss something when I was in the bathroom? Um, <laughs> you did miss a big sequence, actually. Okay, fair enough. I'll uh, check that out next time. Um, and we'll do this all over again. So the, they do a big gimme with the scrolls, which is they read your recent memories. Yes. So they can impersonate, like a fairly deep read of like recent memories, which is like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. feels like you can do a lot with that. Like, in fact, they don't have to interrogate anybody. They just have to go near them. Well, mm-hmm. now I know everything you know. Yeah. Okay, now that's great. Now, th- what a great spy thing that is. In fact, forget the shape-shifting. That's enough. That's amazing <laughs> that you've got that. At any point, does one of the scrolls do this to Captain Marvel? No. Well, now here's the damn problem with that. You've got a character who's memory... They can also read your past memories as well, but by, by, with a machine. True. And they do try doing that to her. Um, but you've got a character who's got all this uh, mixed up memories. Uh, so if you're a, if you're like a scroll and you just try to read someone like immediately and they've got mixed up memories, do you go Ugh! like does a scroll immediately yeah. go? Oh, you're 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 messed up. You're not you're not the thing you think you are because that seems like that would be a good move for the scroll. Yeah. You know, she tries to tries to or he or she they can be either way. Uh, tries to impersonate her and goes like, yeah, something's wrong with your brain. You're not. You're not that. What you think? You got like about three things kicking around in there. And that's I think they do kind is. of tell her that in the sequence when they're trying to read her, like right. try to go into the past to see to get the information, right? Right. But that could, yeah, that could be. Them and they try to. They game. try to. They try to. I mean, unfortunately, they have her in a situation where it's hard to reason with someone because you've trapped them and hung them upside down and are reading right. their mind. And the big problem with that too is. <laughs> Because you've already had the dream sequence off the top, mm-hmm. we've been through this yeah. in a different form, and exactly. it's just too similar. This yeah. was my problem with mission with that Mission Impossible movie you were talking about. Was it started off with one fake out, and then it had another fake out within like about five more minutes? It doesn't. I, the opening doesn't feel like a fake out. It feels okay. like a dream sequence because he's not going to be married by the villain from the last movie. Okay, that, I, that's fine, but it's like <laughs> it's it's still, it's goofy fake out, and then it's like fake out, fake out, and yeah. it's like you can't have two fake outs in a row. And I feel like you, they went to the <laughs> oh the, yes, you can the same. Mission Impossible. The same montage well uh, with with this too too much, and I was like, Meh. well, show show it to me in a different form because mm. this looks like every one of these kind of things I've ever seen. Yeah, you know. Uh, so so mix, mix it up, Marvel. You know what's what's new? What do you got? And this is just you know this. Well, all right, it's fine, but you're better than fine. So smarten up and uh, and be better. Yeah, this it was a. I thought the directors of this movie were a, a weird choice, actually. Like their movies. What have they done before? Well, they've done a movie called Sugar, a movie called Half Nelson, mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Gosling as a crack addicted teacher. They did a movie called I think it's called a funny a it's funny, kind story, of a funny a, story. A kind of funny story with Mississippi Grind. I don't know Mississippi Grind, but a funny kind of kind of funny story is is a is a story about a boy who is put on suicide watch in a in a in a um in a whatever you call it like in a uh institution institution yeah like uh and you know has the experiences meets um emma roberts and meets uh zach galifianakis's characters mm-hmm. and has this you know sort of but it's kind of like a slice of life kind of story and and it's it's not bad or anything but it's just it's it's weird that when i look at that movie i don't go you know who these guys would be really good at directing superhero movies but the same could be said for the russo brothers well, the russo brothers are doing action action episodes of a show like really elaborate action episodes so i can see at least seeing their characters saying okay these guys are good at organizing you can do a parody of this maybe yeah. you could do the real thing yeah and i'm sorry and they're good at organizing taika, visual what's the name of the director from thor 3 taika waititi yeah you yeah. wouldn't think like the guy from you know what we do in shadows mm-hmm. 
you know, but Hunt the, for the Wilder People, you could see more of. You would see Thor Ragnarok. You see, he's the guy to Thor. blow up uh, Asgard. That's your guy. Like, I don't know if you th- if you'd see that. But was it blowing up before you took over the project? Uh, who knows? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they seem to like take. Chances. I know they like to take chances. I and and you know they they could have got these guys to hit it out of the park. You know. But isn't it weird then that these do you know pe- that there's eight writing credits on this film well that's not surprising i mean it's this kind of movie it feels I mean, like that's just too many people well you're not in too much okay stuff. you're not even seeing the other writers on there i mean <laughs> said, that was, those are the ones that made the list uh there's others that contributed that you're not going to see there's yeah. there's there's dozens of people that, that kicked into there's this layers to this onion there are so many layers to this <laughs> onion but it, it surprises me that uh the directors of uh, those kind of movies would not be able to to pull off like they should be able to pull off the cabin scene then like with like let's find out what things like in the house mm-hmm. you know and like whereas it just felt eh you know you got the perfect little girl who's literally the perfect little girl picture yeah. perfect everything's great <laughs> not a problem yeah. everything's fine like you want to have like she's been having problems since you were gone she's scared she's scared of me doing things like something like yeah, what's yeah. what's the damage that you leaving why does she want to wear your jacket all the time i yeah. won't let her wear it because she spilled ketchup on it that seems harsh <laughs> um but you know it seems like yeah. okay then to, to me your jacket is more sacred in some ways than my daughter like i'm putting that at such a high yeah, yeah. we've got stuff to work out here and it doesn't seem they have any stuff to work mm-hmm. out out, nor do they yeah so it's just like hey i'm back that's great hey that's crazy oh <laughs> you're, you're an alien eh there's no that's like, really something there's no emotional gut punch for maria's character when there should be that emotional gut punch you, yeah this friend that you thought was dead has just walked in the door like that is that is an amazing moment in your life you're you're gonna have an emotional reaction to that you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh you're going to wonder what but there's like there's everyone's kind of flat in this film and you're right, right. it's not it, not just that, but you know, when you talk about how um, Nick Fury reacts to the fact that an alien has just done alien things in front of him, it's just kind of like shrug. Mm-hmm. It's weirdly like it also feels like the 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 journey for Nick Fury, and, and again, this is our hey, you know what I'd do? Um, <laughs> Nick Fury comes into it just fine and leaves it just fine, with the exception of an eye injury, and knowing you know that uh, aliens are here, and so I should deal with it. Would have been so much better if he if he didn't have the eye patch at the end of the movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Just leave it in the air. Like, how did it happen? This is, you think it's going to... I want to see more injuries to the eye, because the guy kept getting it in the eye. And yeah, was like, Just yeah. keep having random stuff. That would have been funny, and then yeah. it would have been funnier if... If it, you just, you know, because you need to have looks up some air conditioner water falls in his well, eye. You need reversal gets a sometimes. Bee in the eye. You need to reverse audi- yeah. audience expectations sometimes. We know, we know where you're going with this. We know what this whole eye thing is. Like we know that you want to tell us how Nick Fury got his eye patch. That's great. That's exactly what everyone's been waiting to hear. How did Nick Fury? I've been writing this in my diary for the last ten years. How did Nick Fury get his eye patch? Oh my gosh, I really want to know this. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I honestly do not care. It would have been way better. If at the end of the movie, after we see him get his eye scratched, that he's fine. He's still his eyes are just working fine. So you just kind of go, oh, I guess we're not going to find out. Yeah. You know? Or if it's Marvel rules, then his eye gets superpowers, and now he's got a cat <laughs> eye. It's because it's because the the Flurkin uh, was like give him a alien scratch juice in his eye. Uh, sometimes it's better to end to end on a question. You know, here's here's though what I think you really needed for Nick Fury because he comes in just too cool. Like he comes in fine with no personal problems, no nothing. Mm. Like he's just like, yep, yeah, this is how we do it, 
and oh, I'm adjusting well, and here we go. Whereas it feels like when he's talking to her in the bar, they almost have something there of like, what have you done? Oh, I went to Budapest and all these, and I did all the bees. I like the bees. And I'm like, oh, this is a guy who's looking for something. This is a guy who's going around and he's not settling with anything. Why? Why is that? Uh, I haven't found the thing, you know, the Cold War is over. And he was a Cold War guy. Yeah. Now he's done. He's a soldier. Doesn't have a war. What's going on? What are you going to do? I got no purpose. Something like that. And then all of a sudden, shit, I've got a purpose. This is what sets a fire under him and turns his life completely around. But you have to then start him at a low point. You don't start him at a, and eh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Everything's cool. Yeah. You know, whereas I think they wanted to make everyone cool all the time to the point where, and I think that might even be the problem is everyone is cool. And that's not what you are in a Marvel movie. You're not cool. And yeah. if you are cool, we're going to like knock you down or hit you with a car. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to do something to make you not cool because yeah. cool is nothing. And I don't think they had the nerve at any point to make uh, Carol Danvers not cool. And yeah. they had, couldn't do it with Nick Fury either. It couldn't make him not cool. So everyone's cool. So honestly, who gives a fuck until <laughs> everything gets well at the end for the people that are cool? And so it's, it's fine. You know? Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. That's true. And do you think... Do you think that was kind of a kind of a pussyfooting kind of situation where they didn't want to like put the female character in a situation where she looks bad? Do you think that that movie suffers from that? Where it's got like two, there two, there's too much kid gloves of the handling of the character. Well, like, I think if you look at almost any other Marvel character and you go like, "What's their weakness?" Yeah, you'd be able to go, "Oh, that's it." Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty clearly. And if I was to ask you, "What's her weakness?" You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. And like, if she does have a weakness, it's a weakness that was imposed upon her by outside forces yeah. that confused her. Yeah. And then she overcame it and it was fine. But what is her moral failing? What is her flaw? Yeah. You know, it. Tony Stark has a huge moral mm-hmm. flaw. Thor has his arrogance. Yeah. You know, Captain America, you know, is, is about the most noble one of the bunch. But so they had to make him physically very weak and frail and yeah. they had to do that. Uh, but she's strong through the whole damn thing yeah. at every, at every point. And really, what's the journey? Yeah. And in a way, it's kind of an unearned strength as terms of Captain Marvel. I mean, she just happened to be standing by something that exploded. It's not like she earned her powers. Which is a pretty standard old time. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. It's not like she, she went, she didn't have to like climb a mountain. She didn't have to go through 10 years of, of study. Like, you know, you see Doctor Strange, he has to go through, a, he has to go through, a, like, yeah, another flawed actual, character. But she has to go through actual like study and yeah. and learn and and the fact that he, the fact that he is sort of naturally you know uh, an adept at that you know doesn't change the fact that he has to struggle to to find this the skills to be who he is. Right. Whereas for her character, she's just standing near a thing that explodes and she gets takes the powers into her mm-hmm. and then she becomes this powerful. So that, that that's not no, part she of- doesn't actually. She, if I'm remembering correctly. She's she she does like a, a hero play of like yeah she she just she's just going to destroy the thing so that the villains can't get it isn't that yeah, correct yeah so it's not just an accident okay it but, is actual a, but an act of heroism what, that triggers the sure, event okay. that does her that, thing. okay that's a good point but it's still not what she intended like she's not nope. like she didn't have to like no one intends it yeah nope. but I guess if she thought she was going to die from it then that's that's something that's admirable yeah I just if only that had come at a I mean, it came at a good point in the film, actually, but if it only had come after we had learned to like her character more, right. rather than that she was just something we were watching and, on the And screen. you like a character more when you do see the flaws. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think now that, as we've talked about, I think this is the problem, is she's flawless. Yeah. Uh, with it, w- she's she's flaws except for things projected onto her by others, which yeah. you know, uh, it's and it's a tough one because I know they wanted with this to make a role model. Yeah, and 
I see her if you're in the future Marvel universe, if they are going to get rid of Captain America and some of the old guard, yeah. she would be the Captain America type. Sure. She is the center to which everything else. She's got the military background. That's right. She's got all that. That's so, why they should have made her character less quippy and more serious. Like I would have Yeah. What I would like to her character have been would have been like a John Wick. Someone like that. Some someone driven to succeed yeah. against all odds. That would have been interesting. You know, and her the the thing blocking her from that is the fact that she doesn't know who she is and the fact that she is in a world that she doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. And they the one they take away from us because we know who she is. And so it's easy it's just easy for us, you know, we don't we're not worried about that. And then the other one she just kind of glosses over. There's never any time in the bush. Like, how did she know how to ride a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. She steals a motorcycle and rides off. Like, I don't know. I've lived on Earth for 53 years. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Right. I would just fall over or take off so fast I'd crash into a car. Like, she should try the wrong thing first. Like, how does she know like, how to she, shift if it? She's, how if, does she... Yeah, if she's used to riding a Cree cycle that's, like, you know, powered by, I don't know, Energon or whatever the hell it would be. <laughs> yeah. She should, she should at first go, uh, oh, that's not. This should. Uh, all right. It's one of these, huh? And like is like giving her head shake about like how old timey this thing is. Yeah, yeah. But there's never any of that. That okay. That's I think another miss. Here's the missed opportunities. Missed opportunities is you made her too cool through the whole thing. You don't give her any chance to give her herself a little bit of growth. Yeah. At least in Wonder Woman, if I'm trying to parallel that, she makes a hugely wrong decision. Yeah. And kind of learns from it because she was arrogant, and then she's got to like straighten up, and and then she becomes a better person for whatever. But yeah, so you're missing out on any personal growth really with the character, except for the montage at the end, which is. You know, she just gets up over and over again, which is, again, it's good. It's really good. But it would have been better if there was a setup beforehand where you've given well, me something it, where she's decided to yeah. almost give up. I never think she's going to give up because I know she constantly doesn't give up. I never thought she was going to give up. Yeah. So I'm not caring that she isn't going to give up. Yeah. You know? And there's no context in any of those images. Like They're just yeah. a bunch of images. In, uh, in Into the Spider-Verse, there's a scene as well with Miles Morales where it's like, get up. And you think oh, yeah. he might not get up yeah. because I've seen someone else go through this and they did not get up and mm-hmm. they, and you know, all right. And even though it's kind of false jeopardy because you know the character the hero will, yeah. at least give me some false jeopardy. So that yeah, that's yeah. problem number one. Now, problem number two is you didn't use the 90s, you know? Except, you for, fall, the, except for the soundtrack. You fall into the you fall into the blockbuster. Yeah. We see all the references to different movies around. Yeah. That's all nice. You know, it's like, it's a, it's okay. But like, well, what's the difference about the 90s? How were people's... You know, you got a guy going, hey, baby, why don't you, you should smile. Well, we're doing that now, too. But it was, <laughs> but it was harsher back then. Or at least it was in a different way. Yeah. It's like, how was it different? Would Nick Fury be making kind of a sexist joke? Because he's Nick Fury in the 90s. Yeah. Would a Nick Fury in the 90s be making a sexist joke? Uh, possibly, but it's, but you're not going to show that because he's perfect. Yeah. Uh, everyone's perfect. And yeah, we're not going to see... And There's no other reason except for, hey, you know, the internet's pretty slow. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> That's fine. But you got to do more. Show me. Yeah. Show me this world. Like, if you were having it set in the 80s, I'd see so much 80s shit. What's the deal besides yeah. you wearing a nine inch nail shirt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should have been. And ripped jeans. Yeah, it could have just been a shirt that said the 90s yeah, on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So that, those yeah. were the those were two flaws, and the third flaw was I thought they didn't bring their A game with special effects off the top and or with the cat because there's some scenes where you see that CGI cat that you're just like just knock it off. That's, they can't. They still can't do animals properly in CGI, which is weird to me because you know they they make Rocket so great in Guardians of the Galaxy. But he's not really an, he's not a real animal. No, he's, but he's based on it enough that you're like yeah. 
oh, I, th- I figured you might be able to pull it off by now. And I, if not, then just use a damn cat and I do think, something. Yeah, I think that your eyes, when you look at Rocket, your 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 brain makes corrections for you. So that, but whereas when you look at a cat that isn't real, your brain can't make corrections for you. And it's so wrong. So it takes you get you that so yeah, out of it. Yeah. And then when the cat's not doing anything spectacular, when it's just like floating a bit or mm-hmm. moving in a weird way it's just like well, what are you doing this is not this is not worth my while if the cat now is yeah you know when the cat does do what the cat does which is you know turn into a half monster which is which is all well and good yeah th- then great that's fine i'm yeah. I'm on board it's kind of it's kind of a gag you see coming down the road but yeah everyone pay a lot of attention to that cat everyone's <laughs> reacting to the cat like don't put that on your lap yeah, that's yeah. not a safe thing don't yeah, be doing yeah. that yeah and then when it pays off it's it's fine yeah but yeah uh, and the other, well, and I feel the same way about the sequences when she's flying around the spaceships and, and, and she's just animated. And she's animated in a really weird way where her face has kind of like, almost looks like a China doll. Yeah. And it's just kind of like this very she's pale. She's wearing this mask. Yeah. It is. Why? Yeah. What's that? Why? What does that mean? Why can't you just like not have a mask? <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, I, I, I get, you know, she wants to breathe. Mm-hmm. All right fine but you know we're going with the idea that you can fly under your own power in space and yeah. wave a hand and blow up uh multiple spaceships so i don't know maybe maybe you can breathe too maybe there's a little something there maybe something yeah. something i don't know the magic box gave you powers like it does <laughs> maybe but yeah it just turns it so cgi mm. and it gets to the point that i never care for in any of these uh movies which is cgi thing versus cgi thing who cares? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the possible exception of maybe in Thor Ragnarok when it was Hulk versus like Surtur. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen this before. I haven't seen a Hulk fighting like a giant demon. Okay, I'm on board for this. Let's see what this... And they don't even really do that much with that. <laughs> but for the most part, when it's like multiple, multiple uh, Ultrons yeah. fighting, you know, who cares? Mm. Who cares at that point? I don't care. Like anything you like about the Marvel movies is probably character-based and small. Yeah, and like, sure. you know, making making choices and, and, and what have you. You know, and maybe um, Iron Man versus the Hulk, uh, the Hulkbuster versus Iron Man in in Age of Ultron. That was that was okay as well as a CGI thing versus a CGI thing. Yeah, but in that, but in that instance, you have an emotional connection to those characters, and you kept cutting back to Tony Stark's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas you didn't have any of her face in uh, in this, and I think yeah. that's a problem. And just to nitpick a little more, I sure. feel like we're piling on this movie that that I that I didn't hate so. But uh, I just thought I thought the action sequences weren't great. Like, I don't think they they weren't directed that well. Uh, they were cut way too like in a way too modern a way. If you want to do a '90s movie, you would have longer shots of people fighting. You would not have quick cuts the way they. That's strictly a more recent development in 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 staging fights and things is having. And I don't know if it's people weren't ready to do the movie and so they weren't they weren't in fighting form yet and so they just had to do a lot of cutting away to hide the fact that. The fight choreography wasn't that great, but it did not. That fight on the train, for instance, or the, or the uh, tra- whatever it is, the subway, it's just, it was terrible because you couldn't see what was happening. Like, mm. there, was no, there was no sense of geography, there was no setup. And that was a interest. that was a scene where I feel like there's a few scenes in the movie where you feel like this is where they were originally going and then they kind of change what they're doing. Like, that scene, she's on the train and she says nothing at all on the train. Like, it's mm. like she's just walking along through the train. She's not. Talking to anyone she's until not... she like nods at Stan Lee for a million years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, Stan Lee. You're Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. yeah. Good. It's like all right. You know, it's fine. You know, I feel about those things. Uh, I did like though that he was reading the Mallrats script, so he was actually Stan Lee. That yeah, was good. Yeah, 
Um, he should have just said to her, I didn't create you, sister. And then she just keeps walking. <laughs> there shouldn't have been nothing. They should have just showed him reading the, the, the script. She didn't mm. have to look at him or anything. Uh, and, but yeah, just that, what, what I really, yeah, like I say, what I was really hoping from that movie was a really, a, a really strong female character, but an actually like strong female character, not someone who's, you know, quipping and making jokes and stuff like that and, and having a, a good old time. Like I wanted a character who was, a serious soldier who was yeah. was came out of the military, who had a military training, and one of my all time favorite scenes in any any of these Marvel movies is the sequence when Maria Hill in the first Avengers movie runs after the car, and she just does it like unsmilingly, runs after the car, is super serious about getting this car, and is like to me it looks like a soldier. She looks like someone who is serious about her job right. and is fighting to achieve something. I don't think she does achieve it, but she she does her utmost, you know, best to get to. Try. I think she's trying to chase after the tesseract or whatever when it gets okay, stolen. Is sure. that the sequence in the that movie? That sounds about right. Yeah, and I just love that sequence because it's just done without any humor or any. This is serious. It's like this is serious business. We need to get. And I feel like that that she that character needed something like that. She's ex-military, or she is military. Yeah, she she's is military. Yeah, you know that's part of her training. That's part of who she is. You know, her training isn't you know <laughs> Gulk. You know, that's that's someone different. That's a different character. That's Spider-Man. He's a teenager. He's mm-hmm. he you know he talks away his nervousness. You know that works there, but she doesn't need to talk away her nervousness. She's she's trained. You know, like that's what I wanted. That's what I mean. Like I wanted that kind of John Wick kind of thing where it's just like John Wick has humor in it, but the humor is in the irony or in the context of the situation. That could work, but oh well. Yeah, Next we'll see. Time. We'll see where they go Next with her. Yeah, again, they have a little uh, teaser trailer at the end where uh, she's uh, doesn't joke, that's and that's she great. Yeah, and I feel like that was filmed before the movie was started because they just we we, have, yeah. we get the actors together quickly. We can do this, and and she shows up unsmiling and just she's there and she's yeah. serious and she's ready, and I'm like yes. That's what this movie should have had in it. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted to see, you know, like Captain Marvel kick ass and like do it in a, you know, and not, and not easy, not easy, not flying through spaceships away. Right. Uh, I'm going to say something I did like uh, it. that, uh, that they've been very smart about lately is not killing off your villain. Good on you. Mm-hmm. I did like the scene with uh, her and Jude Law, where Jude Law is basically fight me like a man, with the exception of like he doesn't say that, but mm-hmm. he says everything but. Yeah. And she's like, no, and just like you know, shoots him, shoots him into a mountain, which caused a little girl in our theater to just scream, "Take that, <laughs> you creep!" or something like that. It was pretty great. It was like, oh, that sure, worked. Sure. That worked. Yeah. So so, so I mean, delighted. Well, of course, little kids they haven't seen the they haven't seen the same movie over and over again the way we have. No, it's so nice for yeah. us to watch it. We're just like, ugh. Oh, this is happening also, again. Also, let me say something I did like too, which was uh, no uh, padded on love interest. That was good. Did not. Uh, yeah, did not that was good. S- stick that on there. Yeah, because yeah, that's yucky. Unless you earn it. Yep. It's just yucky. Yeah, it leaves you room in the future. I mean, there could even be something between her and Maria. They, it's possible. I mean, that's the only real connection she's had or, or friend that we see. And like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that says no, and there's nothing that says you know definite. So you know, whatever you want to do. But that's Except not part China. of this. China story. says no. Yeah, China says no. Well, yeah, you cannot. You we'll cannot. China. You can't have those. You can't have that in in a. Well, then we'll move that part over to a TV series, <laughs> and we'll deal with it over there, because uh, China's going to have to grow up about that kind of stuff real soon. Um, so yeah, so so like the character. Um, uh, I'm going to see the movie again. Looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Uh, wish it had been better off the top. 
Again, thought the ending was uh, was strong, but yeah. it was uh, it was a uh, it was a flawed a going, a yeah, flawed was, noble cause. It was a steady build up the movie. Like it started, like, as you say, it started slow. You didn't know what's going on, and they had a really dark scene with a bunch of stuff. People are also, looking by the through way, scopes at things. This is the other problem. We saw it in 3D, which takes things down a dark notch mm, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. listen, let me just say this: uh, don't make your movie dark. Period. I'm going to say that <laughs> about every movie that is like in 3D. If you got a scene and takes place in the dark, we're not seeing it. Yeah. You know, or we're barely seeing it. We're going to see it when it's on TV later. So how about let's just turn up the lights a little bit if you're going to have to do this 3D crap. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because that's that's a no good. Yeah. No, that's true. And then it just kind of suddenly built up. Say, unlike for me, Captain Marvel, which or or Captain America, sorry, which started up and then dipped in the middle and then it kind of zipped up for the end, Mm -hmm. the very end, the very very end. Uh, this movie kind of steadily built towards towards a satisfying end, except for all the CGI stuff. Yeah, knock it off CGI. Uh, and then you have your place. Yep. And then you don't. Yeah, and boy, that Tesseract got around. It did a lot of stuff. That Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I tell you. Um, <laughs> anyway, nice seeing nice seeing that again. And uh, and Nick Fury's office, nice small sensible office. You know, for S.H.I.E.L.D. What was S.H.I.E.L.D. doing then? Like, what was S.H.I.E.L.D.'s deal? Here's the other weird thing. When the whole thing... Oh, sorry. We're going to just tangent one quick second here. So, so S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. is... This is the first time aliens have, like, popped up. Yeah. Yet, S.H.I.E.L.D. was founded by uh, Peggy Carter and uh, Howard Stark. Yeah. And if you go with Peggy Carter's TV series, there was, like, uh, extra-dimensional nonsense. So, S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. covers weird shit yeah so you know that was the one thing i didn't quite know about shield was well like, maybe that's why he's not so why he's a bit uh he's not nonplussed by all this yeah stuff. there's he no there's no point where he it. goes hey aliens that's 100 percent new we've never seen that before um yeah so maybe maybe they have seen a little of that before or something but i wasn't 100 percent as well on what the fuck is shield <laughs> Why did these guys show up? Yeah. You know, because there was an alien thing? Okay, so we call yeah. them when there's aliens. So are there aliens and that's why we know to call them? Or is this, who do we call? Mm-hmm. How about these guys? Why? I don't know, because they're aliens? But why? Why would we call them? Have there been aliens before? No. What? Uh, it makes no sense. But uh, but they knew to call S.H.I.E.L.D. by gosh. And S.H.I.E.L.D. showed up by gosh. Well, and, uh, I guess it... You know, I guess they should have had a little bit of exposition when he explains to her, when Nick Fury explains to her what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. Would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah. Also, was uh, all that Ant-Man business, was that before this? Like when it was young Michael Douglas and uh, the Wasp was going missing and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was around yeah, then? should have been Was that this. before this? Yeah. Okay. But so that's, not, th- that's not alien either. That's not, that's not alien, but that is, we know there's other dimensions. We know there's other sub-dimensions in business. Not dimensions. There's a different realm. It's a quantum... Quantum realm. Yeah. Which isn't a dimension. No, it's just a level. Okay. Of, like, well, you, you're living in it now. You just don't because know Because when it. you see S.H.I.E.L.D. there, yeah. that version of S.H.I.E.L.D. is big room, lots of screens. Okay. That. When you see Nick Fury yeah. in this, it's little office. Yeah. Everything's straight and normal. So, I don't know, maybe Nick Fury isn't even, like, uh, very high up at this point. He's mm-hmm. just, like, a little middle, middle management guy working with Coulson. And the other weird thing about that, again, this is, again, me being a fan of, like, the, uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, okay. is Coulson has a big relationship with the Kree. There's a lot of Kree stuff that happens to Coulson later. Hmm. So, it was a little disappointing that they just, like, didn't do anything with him, you know, because there's big connections with what uh, goes on in this with what happens to him later on. Okay. Yeah. 
So maybe a little of that, but a little nod to the fans. No, we're not doing that. Okay, <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> but I guess then at this point we go. What What did you guys think? What was your What was your opinion? Yeah. What was your feelings? Please let us know what you thought of Captain Marvel. Before I Before I went, uh, there was another reviewer uh, I saw who was uh, saying he was going to see this, and um, was saying, "I don't care about the politics. I just want a good a good movie." Yeah. And uh, what I found is, uh, anytime anyone says, I don't care about the politics, yeah. they really, really care about the politics. <laughs> There's no one who says that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, For me, I just wanted I just, I just wanted a good movie. But that's usually why I go to movies. I want a good movie. It's very rarely I go... That's where you, you will find a I'm good movie go, <laughs> quite often. <laughs> I'm going to go see a piece of garbage. I sometimes do because I I do write you know uh, parodies and whatnot and it's just good for me to be soaked in the pop culture even if it's like something bad it's good to know and sometimes it's okay to see a bad movie to see where they went bad yeah like this is actually a pretty good I just don't like seeing those in the theater I would rather watch those at home understood like a movie like this is actually a good movie I think for a filmmaker to see yeah and go like ah okay so how would you fix this and that's like a, it's just a good lesson of just oh, like this sure. looks like this works but yeah, then yeah. you put it all together and go like mm, maybe it doesn't quite work maybe you do need to throw some flaws into your character you know <laughs> you know here here we are and some it will flaws, be interesting to see where they go with a, this character and a story that makes you connect to that character yes so, you know those are those are things you need when you when you have a movie you need you just can't have people walking around on the street on screen that you you don't feel any emotional attachment to them right. like it's not you know it might be you can maybe hate them you can hate those characters or you can love those characters but you need to feel something yeah, about those characters connection. And uh, you know, I think I think our favorite character in the movie was again the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy who says "Who," <laughs> and I think in this one he goes "What?" Yeah, I think that'd that's... be funny if he like he just went through all of them and like oh, uh, okay. where you know in the next movie and we just see his journey to the point where he finally gets that little computer thing in his head mm. that then gets torn out in a horribly graphic scene. <laughs> I'm like, this guy dies bad. I've seen it. It's not good. But uh, am I supposed to like him? I don't know. We'll see. Ooh, that guy. <laughs> Bless his heart. So right. uh, I'm throwing... Which which one of us opened this? Did I open this you show? You opened this. I did. Yeah. Okay, in that case. Um, <laughs> we would uh, we would love to hear from you. So uh, please go to our uh, webpage. Now, our webpage is our webpage for our regular podcast, Sneaky Dragon. So go to SneakyDragon.com. You will find this episode. Underneath there, there'll be a little message area. Put a, little, put a message in there. Uh, let us know what you think. That's always nice. Uh, if you feel like emailing, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We probably do not have a Facebook page up yet. We will in the future. But for now, you can go to Sneaky Dragon on Facebook or on Twitter, sneaky underscore dragon. And uh, if you want to listen to our regular show and hear us ramble about other things where we don't spoil movies, or we try not to, um, you can you can go and do that as well. And if you want to give this a rating, hey, that'd be swell. Go to uh, iTunes and uh, give a little review or a little rating that helps people to find this and uh, helps us out. Anything else, my friend? No, they've covered it all. All right. I've been Ian Boothby. I've been David Dedrick. And uh, please stay tuned after the credits for this for a special bonus scene. There's no bonus scene. Just turn it off.
want you to cue this little thing. Aren't you cute? 